By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? I'm Nick. I'm Bruno. And we're the hosts of Quit the Build. Now, normally we're bringing you all the latest gaming news. But today we're here to introduce 20 Tim Minutes. And now, here he is. The man who stared Alec Baldwin in the face and lived to tell the tale, Tim Tim McCarthy. McCarthy. Yo, it's Tim McCarthy, host of the podcast 20 Tim Minutes, where I focus on mental health through humor insight and personal stories today is episode 44 that introduction was done by the great duo of bruno and nick of quit the build podcast great dynamic great duo between the both of them they just they complement each other really well and you can tell they've been friends for a long long time so go to quit the build the way it's said the way it's pronounced.com quit the build.com not like all that stuff i just said but thank you bruno and nick no one's fucking named good names anymore. Bruno, fucking great name. So I salute you, Bruno. Actually, I salute your parents or I don't know. Maybe you made it up yourself. Who knows? But I always love a good pair because you guys know I'm a huge video game guy. So to have a friend you grew up with to play video games with, always great. Now, I haven't listened to all your episode, guys. Who's player one? Who's player two? Like I got my buddy, Duff. He's always player one just because I love him. Like, we're a duo, too. Like, again, Nintendo friendo. If anyone wants to catch these thumbs, you can find me at 2010minutes.com. But on the real, though, if anyone on PlayStation plays NHL and you want to get waxed by two or three people, hit me up, and we'll we'll give you as many L's as you want um, because we have a whole bag of them for you, okay? But thank you again, guys. I really appreciate that. Um, So go check them out. Um, Be sure to catch up on my recent interview with uh, Jessica Michelle Singleton. We uh, talked about her rheumatoid arthritis, comedian Brody Stevens, and just stand-up comedy in general. Really fun interview. She has her album coming out, album, her comedy album coming out, uh, Horny for Death, that I'm pretty excited to listen to. And then this week I have on Toby Passman with Roscoe's Wetsuit Neuro. That's a weird name, right? But you'll find out why it's called that. And it's a pretty deep cut of why it's called that. He is a uh, neuropsychologic, neuropsychology, I said it fucking right the second time, researcher, learning how emotions can relate to changes in key brain networks. He talks about like those things you put on your head with like the wires they call EEG machines. And I'm like, dude, you're in the works of becoming a movie villain. And then he laughed and didn't say no. So you can probably guess how that rock, paper, scissors matchup went. But he was really cool. Uh, I told him, I was like, I don't like to do a judge a book by its cover, but I want to say that you always get a judge a book by its cover type vibe. And he's like, oh yeah. So that was a really fun interview. I learned a lot. He dumbed it down really well of like how the brain works and how like they pretty much can rewire it. Truly amazing. So if I can learn about it, it's going to be 10 times easier for you. Um, The podcast hit a huge milestone, 10,000 downloads within 10 months. That's right before my yearly review. So if I do um, the math, that's like a thousand downloads a month. So I appreciate everyone checking me out. 70 episodes, 10,000 downloads. Insane. You can nominate 2010 Minutes for the Discover Pods Awards. You can click that in my bio. I'm looking to get nominated for as many as all as I'm suited for, but I really want to win the debut new podcast. Rookie of the Year, you can only win that once. Give me that title. I deserve it. I want that. I want the smoke. Um, if you're listening to this, 
I'm going to let you know, it's the first time I've ever done this. I have re-recorded a full episode. I recorded an episode right before this, episode 44. I hit stop and I go, that was the worst sack of shit episode I've ever done. And I usually say that as a joke, but this is really bad. I got pretty frazzled. I've changed my shirt and hat. So if you want the, the lost episode, send me a hundred bucks and I'll send it to you. My elbow hit my little perch right here with all the wrestlers and that, that shook me. Then I started sweating. I was out of breath the whole episode, way worse than normal. I forget what order the wrestlers were in. I had to put them back up. So continuity ever already screwed me up. But I was in my own head, took a little break, tried to calm myself down, almost out of the spiral. Not like, again, it sounded like a big fucking baby, but it's one of those things that's like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just not doing too good. And it's like, this sucks, this sucks. And I just had to like calm myself down, which I did. I went and got my cat some water, watched them drink water, laid on the bed, chilled out. And I was like, everything's going to be all right. Just go and redo it. And then you'll lose another hour of sleep. It's fine. Just go do it. I think I have been a little bit agitated. If you listen to me constantly, one of the things my therapist pointed out is when I work too much, I work too much overtime, I get run down. I worked a 16 hour day yesterday, got home, slept all day, woke up, didn't get anything done. Got my medication though, because I talked to my therapist who prescribes me meds. So I got a good refill on the old Adderall, Lamictal and whatever helps me with my anxiety. But the anxiety pill makes me so sleepy and I get anxious about taking it beforehand. So I think I need like a pre-season anxiety medication for the big league medication I take for anxiety. Like, and again, I'm sweating right now, but I cut the sleeves off. I have the right to bare arms. But yeah, I've been pretty run down. I'm getting like the podcast burnout again, but I know I have to keep pushing through it, even though it's hard. It's just like I'm so disorganized in life right now and it's driving me nuts. Like my backseat of my truck is all fucked up. Um, you should see what the studio looks like, quote unquote studio, the cat closet, uh, my lawn, just everything. My whole life is so disorganized right now and I'm like not doing anything to get it right because I don't know where to start. You ever get like a big thing of laundry? Like I don't even know where to start with this thing. Well, what I do is I wash clothes and just keep them in a basket. And then I look through them and I'm like, oh, here it is. Oh, this one has cat litter, uh, cat litter, cat fur on it. Let me just put it on permanent press, which I don't know what that means. Still don't know what permanent press means. What is going on? It takes the wrinkles out, but is that what it's called? Am I permanent pressing my shirts to get the wrinkles out? Getting the hair off is great. I got a bunch of lint brushes too. You gotta get the good lint brushes. Not those like uh, velvet ones or those felt ones, velvet. Um, but yeah, if you got an animal, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? But yeah, um, just been a little bit run down and uh, trying to get back up lately. And I've been talking to my therapist more, opening up about what's going on. And she's always giving me better perspectives on my life. I've been kind of down to like every two weeks to talk with her, which is good. And I'm being more open because I've talked about this before where sometimes I feel like I can't really open up to my therapist. And it's like, why? Why can't I? That's her job. She went to school for that. She's not going to judge me. Does anyone else do that? Because I do that all the time. And uh, yeah, so I'm trying to get back up on the up and up. And yeah, having to re-record this episode, I'm not too happy about it. But I think it's kind of make for good content if I fucking spiral out of control again. But I'll be fine. Always am. I'm saying, but mm -mm, I'm good. Got my, got my evil dead boom tank top on. This thing's fucking sick. So at the suicide prevention meeting, brought this up last week that I was going to it and I was very anxious to go for no apparent reason because I hate being in places that I don't know where I'm going, people I know, or what it's going to entail. I just had, and it happened to me. It's like that awkward, like, is this the door I go in? Is this, a, like, oh, you're here for the, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And just squeezed right by him and went in. And then I made sure to sit next to nobody because I'm a weirdo. There was like a state legislator there and they were like, said hi to me and I was like, 
Hi, uh, I, I don't know anything about what you do. I'm not a smart man, but it was really good. I met a lot of nice people. We talked about a lot of uh, things to help out in the community of like what to do. You can take classes to help out, uh, work with like younger people in like high school, middle school. And I was pretty much, hey, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I'm just looking to, I've always wanted to help back in my community, especially with like suicide prevention, because it's the company well, the organization that I, I donated $300 to with my t-shirt sales. So they were very appreciative of that. My girl, Jenny, who runs the whole show, she's the best. And uh, again, I, I don't, I love the spotlight when I'm shining it, but when someone puts it on me, I kind of hate it. She would like, she brought me up in like the sense of like the money and then like the podcast. And it's like, I'm just like, not like, I am proud of myself, but in those moments, I'm like, Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah. appreciate it. Um, if you want a sticker, let me know. And it's weird going up to people telling them about my podcast, but I, I talked to a couple of people and they seem like they were either laughing at me or laughing with me. So either way, hopefully they check it out. So if I met you, uh, please introduce yourself again, because I don't remember your name. I am not good at remembering names. And even though I said it three times, you're supposed to say, oh, nice to meet you, Tim. Tim. All right, Tim, I'll talk to you later. You're supposed to say it three times in a conversation. That's how you remember it. But I do not remember it. I just remember Jenny because we have uh, a, a rapport of emailing back and forth. So yeah, that's my that's my crazy ass. But free got free pizza. That's a great currency to get people to come somewhere is pizza. You can just pay pizza for for anything. Oh, can you help me move? Pizza. Oh, uh, I got this event coming. Pizza. Kids birthday party? Pizza. I wish you could pay pizza slices and other daily things or even getting a a delivery from a pizza place and he's looking for a tip and you just take two slices out and give it to him and he's like, "Oh, I appreciate the pie." I think like that's a good deal. You pay everybody else in pizza. Why not the pizza guy? Give me a slice. He does that move from home alone when he's like rubbing his two fingers and gives him the gum. He's going to do that. I'm going to give him a slice of pizza. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Tis the season. Tis the season. It's coming. Christmas season's coming. CVS probably already has out New Year's Eve decorations. What is up with that? Like, just let me get through a holiday first, all right? Like, I want to go get my scream mask and my Mike Myers outfit from CVS. That's a throwback to another episode. If you're a diehard, you know what I'm talking about. So recently, last Tuesday, uh, Noel McDonald died, which was a huge bummer. Um, I've been watching like a lot of his old videos and like new videos of like his friends like talking about him. It just really bummed me out. And uh, he's one of the comedians I really like. I got to see him live at the Wilbur when he recorded his uh, stand-up special that's on Netflix. So that was really cool to see. He was on my bucket list of uh, stand-up comedians to see. So. Very sad to see him go. Uh, if you don't listen to Noel McDonald, you should. If you don't like Noel McDonald, then turn this off right now because I don't want to be a friend. Um, but yeah, it was always it's always sad to see uh, to see people lose their friends. And and what's even crazier is he had like nine months of cancer. That, I mean, nine years of cancer that no one knew about. Talk about a secret. Like you don't have to put yourself out there like about everything. But man, like if your friends and family don't even know, like how the like you're a magician, and you didn't die of cancer, man. It, it was a draw. It was a draw. You didn't die. It was a draw. Now, that brings me back to the um, suicide uh, meeting I went to. Uh, one of the guys there said, I wish people could see their own funeral and realize like who would be there and how it would go because people would be very sad no matter how bad you think they, uh, no one would come. And people would be mad at you. You're like, fuck, man. Like, you, you didn't have to do this. So it's good to put that in perspective. Um, so if, if you're ever feeling like that or know somebody that is put that in their head. And I'm not suicidal anymore, but that was like a cool thing to think about. Um, because if I was in that shoes, I'd be like very sad 
because like I'll be like, oh, the last time I saw so-and-so was like two years ago and you just feel regret. And again, suicide isn't selfish in my opinion. It could be in yours. I don't really care. And uh, if you care about mine, then I don't really care. So I always put myself in that position of, uh, of feeling that. Um, hence, I always try to like at least message people once in a while to see how they're doing or comment on their thing or do that thing on Instagram where you give them a <laughs> laughing emoji and uh, they just reply back with a heart and you get a notification and then that's it. I don't need a notification if you liked what I wrote. It's a, I got a notification for my notification. Instagram, clean it up. Don't need it anymore. Now, I don't really talk about like news that's going on today because I, like, I want people to go back and listen without, uh, without having me like, what, what happened? So first off, true crime podcast. I love you guys. I absolutely love you. I made a lot of friends with true crime podcasts. I've been very vocal. I'm not into that. But I think certain people, I'm not even saying people I know because I don't know, but this whole true crime, people thinking they're like straight up detectives need to stop. Okay. Leave it up to the professionals. I think you're just getting into the way. And that's fine. You want to help, but too many cooks in the kitchen. With all the time you spend podcasting, maybe you should get a degree at the same time. Again, not hating. I'm joking. I'm joking. But with the whole Gabby Petito news story that came out, if you haven't know about that, she went on like a cross-country trip with her husband. Again, you know about it because it's pushed down your throat, which is fine. Like, obviously, it's a tragedy, tragedy and people should know about it. But let me get to my next point here, okay? Patrice O'Neill great stand-up comedian, has this bit. And it's funny because it's true. It's not funny because it's mean, okay? You know this podcast. If you've been rocking with me more than five, 10 episodes, you know my sense of humor. I don't make fun of anybody else unless they deserve it. And I don't like to offend anybody or hurt anybody intentionally. So Patrice O'Neill has this bit where he's like, oh, uh, you're on Vandersloot. So I say that name. Who's the first name that pops in your head? Exactly. So he's like, oh, yeah, who was that girl he killed in Aruba? And everybody was like, Natalie Holloway. Instantly. We all know that. Then he was like talking a little bit more. And he's like, oh, yeah, and he murdered that Peruvian woman. What was her name? No one knew. I don't even know. I could have looked it up and I watched it the other day. That's just how, like they put it in there. Again, super sad what happened to Natalie Holloway. I'm not taking away from that. I'm taking away from the media, how they push it. So I looked that up. There's actually a term for this. Missing white woman syndrome. It's exactly what you think it is. The definition is missing white woman syndrome is a term used by social scientists, weird title, and media commenters to refer to extensive media coverage, especially in television, of missing cases involving young, often attractive white upper middle class woman or girls. That is very true. And the three that come to mind right away, Natalie Holloway, John Benet Ramsey, and uh, Molly Bish. Um, I forget a little bit about the Molly Bish story, but I know that uh, story. And then like Casey Anthony's daughter was another one. Um, John Benet Ramsey, everyone knows John Benet Ramsey, but that's what I'm saying. So I realize that you never see outrage or like the way they push it, the media pushes it down your throat of like a black woman, an Asian woman, um, a black man, uh, Indian man, like the, every, anybody else. So I realize that now and it's not my fault that I don't remember it. Well, it is my fault for the sake that I should probably, if I'm into that, like look more but I'm not like seeking out of like who's missing and who's dead. Again, I'm not a huge true crime and it's just one of those things. I'll watch the news, but then again, it's like, now I know it's like, so I did it with this one. I went on Twitter and when people posted about Gabby, I looked at the replies and I went down rabbit holes of people being like, yo, what about this person? And it's true. It's like, why can't we just look for them at the same time? You know what I mean? Like we can multitask. 
It's like on Facebook when there's like an Amber Alert in like Alaska and I'm in like Florida and people like retweet it on, on Facebook. Like you're doing good. Like I appreciate that. Like you're not getting in the way, but percentage wise, that's probably not going to come in your area. But again, good effort. So why can't we just, just keep posting out missing people in your area? I just, it's definitely a, a media outcry, uh, a media outcry. Like I'm just saying fucking phrases I don't even know, but it's a media issue that people get so infatuated with it. And I'm not really like, like I'll hear the story in passing from everybody else because I don't want to say, I don't have time to even watch the news, let alone read it. I can't even read or speak English as it is. So I hear a little bit about it here and there, but man. And then like the whole thing was like all these true crime people trying to solve it on like TikTok. Oh my God, me, me and TikTok's relationship, Timmy TikTok. Mm, I don't know, man. I'm getting, just getting real upset about it. But there are like legit true crime podcasts that like actually like help the family, not like help them personally, but like they appreciate their family and uh, they're not like trying to give all the nasty details behind it, which some people are just sick. Some of you are sickos and you know it and that's fine. If you know you're a sicko, I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, white, missing white woman syndrome, MWWS. Kind of fucked up, right? I got to look up who the Peruvian woman was because that, so back then I was huge into that. I read about everything about that. But then you realize it's just like too much of that shit's going to fucking weigh you down. But if something like that happened in my area, Massachusetts, I'm going to be all in. There's a woman missing in the next town over from me. And I have read about that from top to bottom and makes no sense. She's actually a white woman. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but it is a very sad story and it's unbelievable. But again, we can multitask. I don't know why um, missing white woman syndrome is a, is a professional term by social scientists at this point. All right. Now on my website, I, I ask people if they can send in questions that I'll try to answer, even though if I don't know the fucking topic. And uh longtime listener here asked me a question and they were like, I know you're not into religion. You don't like to talk about it, but here's a religious question. I go, okay, cool. Um, she always wondered if all addiction help facilities push religion on you as much as the only, uh, no, push religion on you as an only means of overcoming it. And uh, I was like, oh, I never thought of that. Do they all want you to believe in a power that loves you and has control over your life if you just believed a little bit harder? And even then, are they all Christian? Like she wonders if I went and I was, and I ended up being a full believer in witchcraft, Judaism, Buddhism. You never hear that. And why? Um, so I was like, yeah, that is kind of a, kind of an interesting question. So I, um, I reached out to the uh, Sober Highway podcast and the uh, Sticky Eddie podcast about that because they're both great uh, sobriety podcasts. Um, I'm not. I drank a little. Had a little wine earlier. Not going to lie. Um, so I looked up the, the one that comes to my mind. I, I just always think it's AA, no matter what it is AA, but there's obviously like so many other ones you can go to, but I found out AA is actually a spiritually based program. It works through a number of pathways as such individuals may benefit from AA participation, regardless of their spiritual learnings, which is kind of cool. So step two of AA's 12 steps came to believe a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity is what they're saying. So they're not religious, but they're spiritual and they take the, um, they take those like tools to help you out. So I, I, I think that's kind of cool. Even if you're not religious, I, my thing is if people push religion on you, it's like, Hey, give me a second to like Wikipedia about it before I make a selection of who I'm going to be drafted by in the uh, religious draft. Um, yeah, religion. I try to steer away from, I'm sorry guys, 
But that is an interesting thing. And now I learned something because one, I thought it was just everything was Alcoholics Anonymous. Two, I didn't know they were spiritual, spiritually based program. And three, we're all just trying to do the same thing. Just better yourself, which is great. Um, but great question. So if you want to send me some questions, go to 2010minutes.com, submit a question or download the 2010 Minutes app and chat with me right on there. I'm always on my phone doing nothing. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening to me. I feel 10 times better about this episode than when I did last. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate it. Um, I'm feeling a little bit better now that I finished this episode and I'm going to keep stumbling over my words. 2010minutes.com, download the app, buy some merch, uh, say hello, follow me on social media, and you know the whole shebang shaboom. Nominate me for an award, go to any pro- pro- profile or my website, just click, you'll find it, help a brother out. This week, listen to Steel Panther. Uh, they're like a 80s metal band, but they're from like this era. And they sing like sexual innuendo songs that are wicked funny. Check them out if you don't know them. Uh, they sound really good, but they're very, very funny and very aggressive. Um, and then I haven't been watching a lot of TV or movies lately. So just check out Quit the Build. If you like video games, those guys' voices sound great. They look even better in person. Quit the Build. QuitTheBuild.com. I appreciate you guys again. Bruno and Nick. Great duo. Brick. Already made it up. I thank you guys again for checking out episode 44. My name is Tim McCarthy, host of the podcast 2010 Minutes. You know what's coming. I love you guys and have a good one. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition if you are feeling suicidal please dial 911